0: Hey, this is Emily. And this is Sandra. And I'm Jess, and you're listening to Town Meeting, a Gilmore Girls rewatch podcast. Okay, and this one,
1: guys, teach me tonight. It is the episode. Right? Mm-hmm. It is the seven, it is the season 2 episode. We yeah. start off with
2: Sandra. I think you have summary this week. I do. Oh, no. I'm so anxious about it, but I think I'm I'm okay. You got this. Okay, I am ready. Hall is having a movie festival this week, and Taylor cho- chose the yearling again. And Lorelai complains. Suddenly, she has to pick him. What do you know? She picks the yearling. Meanwhile, Jess is a bad student, and Luke gets Rory to tutor him. Cut to a whole night of Rory trying to get Jess to focus before failing, and they go to for a drive in Rory's car. There's flirting, there's ice cream cones, there's a car crash. Rory fractures her wrists, Lorelai panics and blames Luke, causing a huge fight. Christopher appears, and just disappears. Also, Kirk makes a really disturbing film. The end. Oh.
1: (laughs) And that's my (laughs) 30 seconds. Nice. Nice!
0: (laughs) Like, half a second to spare. Yep. I feel like this episode is deceptive in that, like Emily said, it is like the big episode of season two. But at the same time, like, it's very small.
1: I feel like n- nothing happens until, like, the last 15 minutes. Yeah. Like, the first ep- like, the first half of the episode is just normal, hunky-dory Gilmore Girls. And then, like, the car accident happens. And there's mm-hmm. a Luke and a, Lore- like, a, a Lorelai fight. There's a-, a Kirk video movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, everything big happens in the last 15
2: minutes. So, actually, speaking of parts, yes. we are actually going to do a two-parter this week. This is going to be the first part of the episode, and we will be having the next part next week.
1: Turns out we've discovered we have a lot to say about Gilmore Girls. <laughs>
2: <We> <laughs> so, do. in
1: the interest of keeping this from being a three-hour episode,
2: we did make the decision to split it up. So, let's just jump straight in. Dun- start at dozie's and okay first off i don't know lorelei's complaining about crossword puzzles whatever my grandma she didn't speak english right okay. however she would go all the time to uh the grocery store to buy those big packs of crossword puzzles and yeah. that's what she would do and that's how she was like learning english was doing the little crossword puzzles
0: that's really so cool I have, like, that's cute yeah i have
2: like a little affinity for them
0: that's a hardcore way to learning, right? right? Because those are like those are hard. Pretty hard, yeah. You have to solve the clues. And you have to like <laughs> know the word for the answer. That's amazing.
1: And I can only imagine Google was not a thing then when she was trying to learn.
2: No, she would have to go, you know, use the library, to ask people, you know, try to figure out whatever way. Wow, I think that's it's cool. super
0: cool. That's intense. That's that. awesome. <laughs> but unlike your grandma, Lorelai does not do crosswords.
2: No, she doesn't. No. And there's a new bag boy in town. I have problems with this. J- Dean is only the bag boy when it is in the plot. Yes. But otherwise, yeah. he's never the bag boy. He never just works there just to work there. Nope. Mm hmm. So I think it was
1: last episode we decided that it was spring break, and that's why Dean's not there. Rory's mm-hmm. apparently not in school. So, can we continue that canon that Dean is still out of town <laughs> for that reason?
2: Well, he's at his grandma's at um in Chicago. I stand. So by So it must yeah. still be spring break. Maybe they have two weeks spring break.
0: Well, the whole ep- the whole scene of dozies here is to set up two plot points. Mm-hmm. One, Dean's out of town, and it's very much a "while Ooh. the cat's away, the mouse will play" situation. And, uh, there is a movie festival and Taylor always picks the movie and he always picks the yearling and Lorelai is not having it.
2: But like, not to defend Taylor, but like Taylor, you know, he's like, you never volunteer for these things. All you do is complain. And like, you think you have the right to complain, even though you do nothing. And Lorelai's like, yeah, I do. (laughs) Yeah. I
1: hate to give Taylor a valid point, but valid point, Taylor. To be fair, yeah. though, I don't feel like three years in a row. Like, obviously, that's not ideal. But the way Lorelai complains about it feels like they've been showing the yearling for ten years.
0: Three years doesn't feel like that well, long. Well, I mean, we'll get to the, we'll get to the actual movie festival or whatever it is in the second part. Mm-hmm. But when you see the scale of this festival, I feel like showing the same movie twice yeah. in a row would be weird for something of this scale.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well regardless. Taylor is so over it that yeah. Lor Laure- he like literally is just like, you know what, you do it. Yep. You pick it. So that's lorelei's basic like that's her little plot during the first half of this episode is just finding a movie. <laughs> do you think Lorelai's mm-hmm. the only one that's complained to Taylor?
1: Or Lorelai is just the most recent person to complain to Taylor about the movie?
2: Hmm. I feel like it might just be her. Gauging by how
0: many people show up to watch the yearling seemingly mm-hmm, yeah. happily, I think everybody else is just like, all right, it's well, our yeah, yearly yearling watch. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think she has done it previously. I bet she complained a lot the previous year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we move on to, and Rory is getting ready for school. Quick note. Um... That school sweater that she wears is very similar to what I used to wear.
3: Oh, yeah,
2: because I didn't like wearing the button down without like something on top, and I didn't like the blazer, so I would wear the little school sweater. I like the cute.
0: The thing that stood out to me in this scene is we have Lorelai sitting there going through movies, and they're going back and forth with all these movie ideas, and they're so bright and awake and chipper and take it forty. Bright. in the morning morning. and they've probably already been to luke's presumably if they did go to luke's this like in the timeline they would be going to luke's at some point around here but they don't know the six o'clock crowd sorry i'm just still
2: caught up on that i have a question in season two after she gets a car have we seen her on the bus i don't think so presumably she takes her car right i would think so we never see her because that would limit the bus trip a little bit, so she can leave a little later.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Truly, yeah. Truly, true. <laughs> because who calls at 645 on Wednesdays, every Wednesday? Ooh, Christopher? Chris, I guess? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> and this is a weird brief call, too. Yeah, add 30 minutes to next week. I'm um, sorry, 40 no, I minutes. have 40 minutes. I have school. So- Ugh.
1: Okay, so you're telling me Christopher calls every morning 645 on a Wednesday to talk to his daughter for 40 minutes? That's That's, what it implies, right? Yeah. Yeah. Does this mean he's going to have an hour and a
2: half conversation? But then he also says he emails her, like, updates on his life, I guess? What are you talking about for 45 minutes? yeah i
1: can't even talk to my husband for 45 minutes we both just yeah but you see your
2: but you see your husband every day rory doesn't see her Uh, father
1: i stand by it i see my dad once a month and we can maybe get through a five-minute conversation before
0: one of us (laughs) awkwardly like okay well i'm gonna go well this is fun (laughs) yeah this scene is just so unrealistic for me and my lifestyle i would love to be fully dressed, full hair, full makeup, ready for my day at six forty five in the morning, ready to take a casual phone call. No. No. Knock me. Could no. never be me. But apparently that's Rory and Lorelai's life.
2: And like the conversation itself is so weird. Because first off, Chris is being vague as hell. Yeah. Right? He's being super sketchy. Yeah. How's how Sherry or where Sherry or whatever the question was doesn't even answer it. My Just mind completely. is we
1: we know we're this is going in the next couple of episodes. This is where the problems that we are told about but never see. This is where they started is in this time frame.
2: Oh, yeah. definitely. And that's why
1: he's being super vague
0: about it. Yeah. Chris and Lorelai is still fighting. Um, I'm not going to lie. They just, like, I totally forgot what they were fighting about. Every time I watch this too. episode, I'm like, mm-hmm. why are
1: you? Fa- What's happened here? Like that diner episode is just so
2: yeah an important
1: in my mind that i always Feels like forget a long about time him. ago
2: yeah i mean he really yelled at her and mm-hmm. like i still kind of i mean i know lorelei kind of i don't know you can debate either way if she was wrong he was right but like to yell at someone in the in a public place like that yeah i wouldn't want to talk to him either
1: i'm i agree with you right.
2: but how does rory not know Oh, because Rory was outside with Sherry. Yeah, with yep. Sherry. Yeah. Oh, right, right. I don't like that Rory doesn't know what's going on between the two of them.
1: I, I get it. I guess because Lorelai has always tried to protect opened, Rory from yeah. the bad side of Chris, and mm-hmm. I guess I can't. This this is not going to sound good the way I say it, but we don't necessarily see a a bad side of Chris. We just see a very neglectful. Mm-hmm. You're only important to me when I can get something from from you. So this is this was kind of the first time we see like Chris lash out and and say not great things that we see. So it makes sense that Lorelai wouldn't want Rory to know that because for whatever reason in her mind, she wants prote- to protect this image that Rory has of Chris.
0: Yeah, and later in the episode, when they eventually do get to talk about it, it does seem like she feels some guilt Mm -hmm. about what happened. So there's also that level of her feeling bad about her role that was played in that. Yeah. She probably wouldn't want to share that with Rory. Very
2: true. Well, regardless, we move on to, like, the A plot, really. Because this was more of the B plot, just trying to find this movie. And it's Jess. Sneaking in. We go to Stars Hollow High. Yeah. There's a test going on. I really like what they put on the on the board. There's nothing fascinating on your palm, on your shoe, under your desk, or on the floor.
0: <laughs> High school vibes, man. I just love that we get to see Lane, like yeah. being a kid, doing normal things, taking a test.
1: I wish we saw more Lane and Jess. Me too. Mm-hmm. I have that down like, too can you imagine the music conversations these mm-hmm. two could have had? Like, we loved Jess and Paris because of the book conversations, but, like, Jess and Lane could have been a great... I can't see them ever being romantically involved, but they would have no. had great uh Friend energy. Music. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, I agree. Like, you even see Jess later on with, like, a stack of CDs. Yeah. Like, and they have a good repertoire. Like, mm-hmm. Jess is very really witty. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. That whole conversation about like, give me a pen, you're halfway through the test, well then give me the answers kind of thing. Like, Jess is a witty kid. Mm -hmm. So that's cute. But he's also being incredibly disrespectful.
1: Yeah. Like, is he, I can only assume he is supposed to be in this class. Because the teacher does see him and does essentially just roll her eyes at him.
2: Yeah. So does he sit behind Lane? I would think so. I would assume so. Oh,
1: wow. Well. That's cute. It blows my mind that the teacher would not immediately call him out, though, and be like, hey, here's your test. You have ten minutes. Get to work.
2: I think and at that point she gave up on him. I mean, why even come into class in the first place? Right? Yeah, I don't... Currency, I guess? <laughs> so he won't get arrested? I don't know. But, like, I also like that he's like, I won't go through your bag. At least not oh, until yeah. I'm a couple blocks away. or
1: something. Yeah. I thought that was cute. Made me think, did Liz really teach you that? Or are you just being witty?
2: <laughs> no, he, he even says it's it's a joke.
1: Oh no, I know. He it just because he says, Oh my mom taught me how to do this. I'm like, let's be fair, Liz didn't teach you anything. Liz didn't
0: teach you anything. Yeah. At least nothing
1: good. Honestly,
0: current Liz, Liz that we never see, might. You know? Yeah. Like, this Liz is not a good person. She's very neglectful as a parent. Future Liz would never our quirky little earring maker girl? You kidding me?
2: <laughs> and like, Jess gets his pen and he doesn't start to test or ask for He just... He starts margin writing. Yep. <laughs> we... In his big bubble letters. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. I, just... I love it. Jess, what are you doing?
1: Flunking out of ah. high school.
2: Yeah, basically, which yeah. is why the principal calls in Luke. And, like, I believe this is the first time we get Jess's last name. Like, I, I think this is the first time. I don't know. It's just so engraved in my head. I know. But I really
1: don't know when we get.
0: Well, now oh, I mean, he's Luke never, Luke. like, fully introduced. Right? Luke no. doesn't say, hey, this is my nephew, Jess Mariano. Like, no. he says, this is my nephew,
2: Jess. But regardless, he's being hostile. He doesn't even go to school. His grades are awful. And also, he stole 500 baseballs. <laughs> I love that they're
0: using tennis balls. Right? Instead, like, <laughs> of all the balls that you could play with. Like, play with a wiffle ball first. <laughs> so, I I
1: have opinions about this scene. So, Luke walks in. Is it just me, or is this principal very aggressive? Like, off the bat. He doesn't like Jess. He clearly does not like Jess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's kind of implied that Luke hasn't been called in yet, that there has been no communication to Luke up to this point in time. So Mm -hmm. Luke's coming in of, oh, no, what'd he do this time? Mm -hmm. And the principal is just straight to, like, your kid kind of sucks. He's not doing anything. Very aggressive about it. And... I don't, I don't know. It just rubbed me the wrong way. I just, I felt like this principal was way too aggressive for this being a first meeting. Like, I agree. Yeah. I get the frustration, but I feel like it should have been a buildup. Like, this should have been a fourth or fifth meeting frustration, not a
2: first meeting frustration. So, um, when I was growing up, um, my brother is six years older than me, Mm -hmm. right? He went to high school. His principal hated him. Like, it was real bad, um... He wanted to flunk him out. Blah blah blah. Whatever. I get to high school. Um, hate you by is-
1: association.
2: Yep. And um, this is before I I went to. I guess it was in high school. I'm sorry. It was a uh, junior high because I went to high school, Catholic school. But like, I went to that junior high, and the principal just hated me outright. Just it was just aggression, aggression. And I'm like this like shy girl that never did anything wrong, and I was mm-hmm. just like, why do you hate me? This scene remind me of that. Of, like, yeah. that aggression.
1: I stand by it. Nobody with that kind of aggression towards kids
2: should be a principal.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah.
2: Because it doesn't even seem like he wants to help Jess.
1: Yeah. Like, that. I think that's what really gets me about it, is it doesn't seem like he wants to help anybody. He just wants to tell them what to do and have them. It, it's very Headmaster Charleston.
0: Yeah? Yeah. Well, and... There should have been a process before this. Like, mm-hmm. after X amount of absences, the parent or guardian should be getting a letter home that says mm-hmm. your student has missed 10 days of school or whatever. My school's sent it home at 5. And I think he yeah, says there's like... been
1: 16 so far or something.
0: <sighs> and maybe Luke has been receiving these and, or maybe Jess has been intercepting them
2: or something. But That's possible. But mm-hmm. we also get Luke admitting that he wasn't a good student when he went there and that he's the smartest of his family
3: kind of thing yeah
2: luke was a baseball player yeah like he was you know butch or whatever Butch (laughs) Day. so like even if he didn't do well in school school he was doing well in like sports Mm -hmm. Mm
3: -hmm. so it's
2: kind of weird that he doesn't even it doesn't even seem like the principal knows him which is there's like trophies to him right. in the hallway,
1: right? Yeah, but like they don't seem like they're hugely different in age. I don't think mm-hmm. there. It's a big no, enough difference fair. for him to have been a principal or a teacher there when Luke was attending school. Obviously, but he then hasn't it's been a small town.
2: Since. Yeah, uh, didn't they have gone to school it? together? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Whatever. We have
2: problems with this <laughs> this principal scene obviously.
1: For Luke, when, when he's trying to tell Luke, well you need to do this and you need to do that and Luke's like making excuses to us to, uh, yeah. you don't want me, oh, you don't want this. I'm like, okay no, stop, no. That's when I was that's when I was like, Luke, stop it. Just find a way to fix it.
2: Well, he thinks yeah. that the way to fix it is to hire a tutor. Well, the principal at least says, hire a tutor because Jess is flunking out. Yes. So that's what's on Luke's mind right now. Hire a tutor. Who am I going to find? Oh, I know. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but before that, we jump to Luke's. The Gumma Girls are still trying to figure out what movie they're going to play. When Taylor comes in and dashes all of their dreams.
0: He brings the binder. The mm-hmm. movie binder. The approved Free movie binder.
2: Yeah, because ha- they have rights. Yes. And you have to mm-hmm. buy them.
1: See, now, you probably don't see these now. Because everybody streams everything. But normally, back in the day, on VHS and DVD and Blu-ray, there is an FBI warning. <laughs> oh gosh, says, yeah. says, this is not for public use. Use it at mm-hmm. home. Don't pirate it, essentially. Mm-hmm. The good old days. <laughs> yeah. So to show this movie in the square, you have to have the right to show
0: that movie in the square. And
1: Taylor gets a fantastic deal from this one company.
0: Because all of their proceeds go to charity. Like this is a fundraiser. Mm-hmm. And so they choose from this big binder. And of course he didn't mention it to her the first no, time. Why would you, you mention right? it to her the first time? Taylor was a sadist at this point, And he's like, I'm going to give her, and I'm going to give her that hope that she can pick out something great, and then I'm going to come in, I'm going to dash it. Yep. (laughs) He even demonstrates how to use the binder, which is, like, on another level of just, like, (laughs) rude and talking down to her. But there is a description for each movie to explain what it is, because apparently there's a lot of movies in this book.
2: Yeah, but none of them are, like, real or even good movies, oh good real movies they are
1: I didn't do it for this recording but I looked these movies up at one point they are real movies
2: oh boy (laughs)
1: good I would only assume not
2: (laughs) (laughs) well Luke arrives and um, what I love is is a tiny little moment he goes up to them and just goes have you seen Jess and of course Rory has seen Jess and knows that he's upstairs oh yeah I think Mm. he's upstairs like so innocently
0: And I mean Lorelai is like, no. And that reminds me so much of being a teenage girl and having a crush on a guy Mm -hmm. and being so hyper aware of where he is in relation to me at all times. So the the best example I have of that is at my junior high we had a square dancing unit in PE.
2: Yeah, I had one of those. Where they
0: (laughs) taught us square dancing and part of that square dancing did involve partners. And of course, it was like, had to be boy girl. Unless of course there was too many girls or too many boys, but so boys and girls had to pair up and you would like, no, okay. My crush is in like this square, two squares over. (laughs) And in three dances, if I move with this person, we'll be able to dance together. (laughs) And that was like a skill that was so easy to me. Like, I can't do math to save my life, but I could triangulate his position in relation to me (laughs) and and make sure that our elbows got to brush.
2: (laughs) Oh, God. My square dancing story is that they had us all line up and sit down, like, in a line. And then one by one, we would have to, in front of the whole class, do the routine. We didn't even have another person. It was by yourself.
3: No
1: that's yeah. wild It was that's not so how square dancing works, right?
0: square dancing has like 8 people or yeah. and you can like
2: hide in 16. your square if you don't know what you're doing yeah. also this is New Jersey so maybe they just don't know how to square dance but like why we even had to do it in the first place I hate it the <laughs> Europeans listening to this are just like why do you square dance during gym and I don't know
0: I mean I did line dancing in elementary school too I've done them all oh you know what
2: it was probably line dancing. That would, that, really yeah, that would make it. more sense, yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, square dancing is an American folk dance. It started yeah. here in America. And I still, for the life of me, I I vaguely remember a square dancing class in PE. I don't mm-hmm. remember much about it. My crush at that point in time was a grade ahead, so he was not in my class. But- Otherwise, I probably could have figured out that math, too. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it was, like, a week and then that was kind of it? Mm. Never to be done again? No, it
2: was the I, whole thing for us. I got an eighty-eight. It was though. just like an annual. Anyways.
0: <laughs> Rory knows where Jess is. Yeah, he's so upstairs. And so rushes off to go find him, because he is, like, hot out of this meeting, essentially.
2: Yeah, yeah, and they go upstairs, and Jess is still in the same bed that he was before. Mm-hmm. But, like, I thought his room was now the flower shop. So,
1: I I think you see it. It's still in the works.
2: Construction? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, it's
1: they've covered up the old wallpaper. It looks like they have some kind of, like, um, beadboard up. But it's not done yet.
3: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: I do think it's cool to kind of see the progress and to see how that area changes as they build it out yeah like that's true just, that's i fair. think last time we saw we saw the flowery wallpaper this time it's a little more done but not quite done
2: well regardless uh jess is organizing his cd collection by genre yes um mm-hmm. <laughs> see for me and this is an aside i would do it by genre but then also alphabetically like you can't just say it can't just yeah yeah okay that's how my memory but i that. love
0: I love the way that Luke tries to approach this conversation. You know, he doesn't rush in and be like, Jess, put that down. I need to talk to you. He, like, comes in. He tries to look at the situation, mm-hmm. see what Jess is doing, get involved in mm-hmm. it. He's trying to do it the right way. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and then he mentions the principal. He even mentions the baseballs. And Jess's spark is so cute. Mm-hmm. But also, so obviously cruel he is cruel in this conversation yeah but luke is so right what are you gonna do if you don't have a high school diploma and like uh the world right now if you don't have a college degree it's so much harder to get a job and even if you do have a college degree they'll still give you entry level like it's so stupid i could go on a rant about this
1: like if jess would just Listen, like really, listen to what he is telling you, like I know teenage angst and all this stuff, and I doubt I listen to any like any adults in my house, but like what Luke is saying is true, like if you're not getting a high school aged aimed job in like fast food or Walmart that we see him do, so many unnecessary jobs require
0: high school diploma,
2: not even high school diploma. College degree, masters in some yeah. places.
0: Like And like admittedly this was twenty years ago, so it that is. it was a little bit more flexible. But like even then, just getting through high school and getting that diploma, it feels like it's like so dumb, but it it's so necessary. It's it so much.
2: Like even the GED, just make the try the to show. get that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other thing is we know where Jess goes, where he ends up, mm-hmm. which is like, okay, but you didn't even have like a college degree or anything, and they still hired yeah. you. It's kind of a little bit unbelievable. However, that being said, imagine if Jess would have went to college for creative writing.
1: I'm yeah. convinced Jess did get his GED.
2: Oh, yeah. I think so, too.
1: I don't know if they ever actually mentioned it or not, but I, in my mind, he got his GED, and... I don't know. I don't know how he met the guys, but.
2: Well, he published a book and then they hired him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah.
2: Like the publishing company hired him.
0: Yeah. But this is an interesting conversation because this is like the first we hear of Luke being like, you're going to college, right? Like you are going to do these things. You've got to do these things. And I think that's a really interesting point because the other point of reference we have for that is Rory, Mm -hmm. where it's like, of course she's going to college. Yeah, it's um, not a question. It's not even even a question. And it's so funny because that's how I approached the thought of college when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. A lot of that was because I was watching this show and because I was watching other shows where it was like, well, yeah, you have to go to college. Now, as a person who has a degree, went through four years, did that. I recognize there are other paths that make sense. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but you do need to have your high, high school diploma to follow those. Like, yeah. I know that trade school is brought up in a negative light in this a couple of times.
1: Which I hate. People
0: who go to trade schools are making triple what I make with my four-year degree.
2: Yeah, they're making bank. So Like, if I was a plumber or an
0: electrician or a carpenter, are you kidding me? I could have five kids. Technically, I went to
1: a three-month, it was a software development program. So, like, Mm -hmm. I would count that as a trade school. It was a three-month program. You don't get a degree by it. You get a skill. Mm -hmm. And I am making more than double what I was at my previous job that I had an associate's degree for. Yeah.
0: Like, there's nothing wrong with an alternative path, and I wish that, like, that conversation was more accepted at this period of time when Luke was having that conversation with Jess, because mm-hmm. trade school was looked down upon for a long time. And now but, we're having massive plumber shortage and electrical engineer yeah,
1: yeah. shortages. And this is why because of that shitty attitude right there. So what we're
0: saying is you can go to a trade school if you want to go to a trade school. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and you cannot go to college if that's not your path like you don't have to go to college either but at the very least anyone who's under 18 listening to us finish you high, school. A high school high <laughs> school diploma to do just anything. finish high school
0: it's finish free high school. it gives you something to do during the day and you can do whatever you want in your free time but like just get it done finish live your life from the town meeting girls
2: graduate <laughs> high school
0: and <laughs> nothing else. Do that. I do know that we do have listeners under the age of eighteen. So, yes, we hey, do. you
2: young cool kids
0: go and, go to uh, school. <laughs>
2: also, owning a diner sounds badass, right? Like, yeah. Think about all the steps that go into that. Like, and also, Luke has money. Luke is a
0: money. business owner. He has the funds to just drop a hundred k on a building mm-hmm. with little to no thought. <laughs> He's doing okay. Like, I wish I could do that. But I can't. Like,
1: I'm absolutely with Luke in this. Like there is apps and you guys, there he's doing all
0: right for himself. He's doing mm-hmm. more than all right for himself. Mm-hmm. But Jess does, like you said, he's very cruel in this and his kind of like parting blow is to say, Well, maybe I'll work in a diner, right? If he does if he continues to give up on his academic career, maybe I'll work in a diner the worst possible thing that could happen to him
1: right he doesn't like, work in a diner he, he owns, owns the, damn owns the diner and the building itself Yeah, wow, that's
2: the scene from selena or a pretty <sighs> woman <laughs> we're like yeah she's like i own it whatever so we cut to the gilmer girls kitchen and okay what i want to talk about is a revelation i was told my whole life that you cannot heat marshmallows on a gas stove because the gas uh, has chemicals in it and will hurt you right looked it up that's a wives tale you're fine <laughs> I, I mean i'm not like, trying
1: to not trying to get you to yeah. not play with
0: the stove
2: <laughs> yeah that was 100 percent what it was and i'm 30 years old and just realizing it today
0: <laughs> i've never had a gas stove but i feel like my concern would be more that like I feel like 80% of the time when you roast a marshmallow, it ends up falling falling off your stick and, like, landing in the campfire. And you wouldn't want it to land on the burner in your stick. Right.
1: No, my issue with trying to roast a marshmallow is it takes forever. Like, what yeah. Rory did was, like, 10 seconds. I'm like, girl, that's barely warm. What are you doing?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, yeah, So, Rory is with Lorelai. Lorelai has a whole bunch of junk food in front of her. Hence, Rory doing this marshmallow bit. And Lorelai chose a movie, guys. Guess what movie she chose? It wasn't the Yearling, Fun was it? And new. It is the Yearling. <laughs> I mean, when you have such like crappy choices, at least go with a movie you know.
0: Yeah. Well, in one of the options that they had read through in the diner, and like these are all weird descriptions of movies, like movie about a snake that eats somebody, well, good kiss scene.
2: A good kiss scene? Sure. No, wasn't it like um, mom and son are like trapped somewhere? Good kiss scene. <laughs> I
0: <laughs> troubling, but could be interesting to watch. Uh, like either way, there's... it's the yearling. It's the yearling.
2: And while this is happening, Luke arrives with brownies. Or because he tri- let's call it what it is—a bribe.
1: Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. But he accidentally dropped triple the cho- the cocoa powder in. Mm
2: hmm. Accidentally. Accidentally. And quotation um, marks. Alright. <laughs> he wants to talk to Rory and I wanna ask you guys Is it inappropriate that he didn't ask Lorelai first?
0: I was thinking the same thing. I feel like I feel like it's so sensitive because like yes, Rory is a minor luke can talk to her mom but at the same time is this kind of the first time that we've had somebody treat rory like she's not a
2: child i that was my like yeah. she's 17 years old at this point she's about to be 18 years old why like she has the ability to say yes or no and that's what i really like because laurel later goes in her usual like Oh, Rory's so sweet. She could never say no to you. Mm-hmm. Right? And Luke is like, well, no, but Rory's serious about her grades. So if she couldn't do it, she would have said no. Yeah. Luke treats her I like an I love that he
0: gives her that credit. Yeah. yeah. But it is kind of awkward. Like, Luke is just, I love that Luke is so confident in the diner.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And then you take him out of the diner and he's just like, I'm not what sure is life <laughs> to do
1: with myself. <laughs>
0: So I want to
1: compare and contrast here a little bit. Mm-hmm. In the far distant future, Christopher gets Rory a sidekick, and she's in like her junior junior year of Yale. I think this is the episode that Lane
0: gets married, or it's right around there. And You're talking about a T-Mobile sidekick, yes. correct?
1: Yes. Chris says something to Lorelai along the lines of, "Is this something I should have ran by you first? Should getting..." Our 21-year-old daughter, a specific cell phone, is that something I should have asked you about first? Okay. No. Seriously? And and (laughs) it just, it blows my mind, the difference between Christopher and Luke. And I know this is, like, so not, but, like, yeah. Luke, treating this girl like an adult, appropriately, in season two. Christopher, still treating his daughter, who's in her 20s, like a child in season five or six
0: yeah actually i think we'll get to it more in the next episode but this is a really good episode for comparing luke and chris as father figures Mm -hmm. in rory's life like there are some standout moments in this episode
2: that i'm like
0: yeah all right we really see who these guys are
2: yep and i think luke if rory would have said no luke would have been like oh Alright, what is my next step? Like, what do I, who do I find? But he wouldn't have guilted her. He wouldn't have been like, No, he wouldn't. I need you to do this. Otherwise, blah, blah, blah. And I feel like Chris would have. Chris would have at the very least been like, Oh, you can't even do this for me. Yeah, like, are you Mm -hmm. sure? I don't know.
1: I agree with you. I think Luke would have accepted it and moved on.
2: Voreen's really surprised by the revelation that Jess is flunking because she thinks Jess is really smart because jess is really smart he is yeah. luke is like oh he needs help with all the subjects first off as a tutor a professional tutor no mm-hmm. <laughs> you pick a pick one or two pick english and math or we do like separately but you cannot pick english math history so, no psychology whatever that's gonna take us three thousand years
0: And honestly, I feel like the stuff that she should be tutoring him on is not the stuff they actually are talking about during their tutoring session. Like, I feel like Jess can get through English no problem. History, he just has to look at the book and remember the dates, and Mm -hmm. he'd be solid. Yeah. It's like the math stuff where they teach you new things every year, and you actually have to be taught them. Mm -hmm. That's what he needs the tutoring on, in my Mm -hmm. opinion. But nope, everything.
1: I'm going to go with... Luke does not understand how tutoring works. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. And it's just like, I don't know. And then he and Rory asks, he's like, well, what does he need it in? Everything.
2: Uh, oh, okay. She looks really uncomfortable, doesn't she?
1: She does. But I think it's because she knows how unnecessary it is. Just doesn't mm-hmm. need tutoring. If anything, he needs therapy. But <laughs> yeah, like like you said, Jess, like you said, Jess, <laughs> Jess Mariano <laughs> is so smart that he doesn't need tutored. If he actually applied him, applied himself, he could do whatever he wanted there. He could be a straight mm-hmm. A student if he wanted to. But he doesn't. Yeah, And no amount of tutoring no. is necessarily
0: going to fix that. There's also just like the element of him like, not caring. Yeah. Not caring and like he doesn't have the support system built around him to like make him feel good about caring you know like yes luke might be like good job you got a good grade but like if you don't have that growing up then what's the point of trying to get good grades
2: right and he did grow up with like a mother who apparently did not care about him at all
0: right imagine like six-year-old jess coming home from kindergarten if gosh he even got to kindergarten Mm -hmm. with you know a good grade and showing his mom and she didn't care like you need those things
2: the positive In your early education.
0: Yeah, yes, mm-hmm. to, like, care. So,
2: poor little baby Jess. <laughs> so, okay. Lorelai, as Luke is leaving, she's fine with it. Like, okay, whatever. You just talked to my daughter. That's strange, but whatever. And then immediately reconsiders and chases after him.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And that's when...
1: <sighs> she tries to be that guardian.
2: Yeah, I don't like the pedestal thing, guys. Like, stop treating Rory like a little girl. At the same time, I kind of think that Luke should have asked Lorelai first. I know we we kind of said that, like, she's 17 and she should be blah, 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 blah. But at least told, hey, Lorelai, I'm going to ask Rory if she can tutor Jess.
0: Yeah, or maybe just have them both in the conversation. Yeah. yeah right? Like present the idea and then give rory the chance to say yes or no and then laurel i can see that engage that it's so tricky i can't imagine being a parent to teens you'll have to let us know emily once you get there <laughs> how that how that is cuz it's like at 17 they're practically an adult they're still yeah. a kid definitely still a kid but for this kind of decision like it's hard to be like this is mine but it's that's a lot yours. of work
1: yeah. i know So like when I was in high school, my dad was very specifically like, I don't want you to have a job. I want you to focus on your school. I want you to focus on your extracurriculars. Like, that is your job. And then Rory's goal is to go to an Ivy League school and is currently going to a private school, one of the best in the country, I can only assume. I know we never see it. I can very much see Lorelai being of the same, like, no, you don't have a job until you need a job. And you don't need a job yet. Well, she works at the
2: Ex- yeah, at the end, but just
1: like hours, a couple right? Hours. Yeah, you know, and it's not set hours. It's mm. not. She doesn't have a schedule. I can almost see Luke wanting Rory to tutor Jess as being another job. And I, I appreciate Luke approaching Rory and treating her like an adult and respecting her answer. I do really think she sh- he should have. Hey, I'm gonna go ask Rory if she can tutor Jess. Yeah. Like, not e- It doesn't even necessarily have to be a question, but at least give her a chance to process
2: it. Mm-hmm. Lord, give Lorelai a chance to process it. Yeah. But honestly, I just think that Luke wants what's best for Jess. Yes, like very much so. Like, it's so obvious. Yeah. Um, even after Jess said something so snippy at him, mm-hmm. like, what, 20, 30 minutes before this in Gilmore Girl World. But, like, he just wants what's best for, for him. And I think, yeah. like... It's hard to be a parent, but it must be really hard to be a parent suddenly. It
0: Mm -hmm.
1: must be really hard to be a parent suddenly to somebody who refuses to
2: see you as a parent. Exactly. Yeah. So I feel for him. Also, apparently the brownie was good.
0: (laughs) Well, apparently it was incredibly (laughs) chocolatey to the point where it was off-putting, and then she thought about it. Okay, it's good. good. (laughs) (laughs) Because, I mean, cocoa powder is, like intense. Have you ever like when you were a kid did you ever just try like a little bit of cocoa powder like baking cocoa powder? I don't like, like chocolate. Uh, well, I mean it tastes <laughs> bad. It's like dirt. It's like kind of nasty, muddy tasting. I'm sure, dirt. yeah. So,
1: um I I was obsessed with chocolate milk growing up. I never <laughs> I never specifically ate cocoa powder. But I it's I would, nasty. I would specifically eat the chocolate milk making stuff. I can imagine. Stuff.
0: Honestly, I could go for a spoon of Ovaltine one right now. <laughs> I have not eaten a spoon of Ovaltine in years, but that sounds so good right now.
2: So the Goma girls are eating dinner. And of course they're eating dinner at Luke's. But they also had lunch at Luke's. Like, don't you get tired of the same place? Twice in well. It was
0: funny as Luke was leaving, he was just like, Well, I'll see you guys at the, at the diner for dinner.
2: Like, he knows he just an assumed,
0: yeah. Wow, okay. I just at this point, I just
1: assume every meal that every all of their meals were taken at Luke's. Like, there are no
0: if we don't home see meals. them getting takeout, it's at they're Luke's. eating at Luke's, yes, or pizza, and they don't mm-hmm. pay.
2: She didn't pay this time, but yeah. presumably, you can kind of give these a tab, like, Well, no, she's tutoring, right? And she's not getting paid for it, so at least free food.
3: (laughs) Yeah. But, like,
2: um, while they're there, Lorelai and Rory, Lorelai gets approached by Kirk. Oh, yes. (laughs) Okay, this is an important moment, by the way. He mentions the DSL installment. Yes. But that was Mick.
0: But apparently it was Kirk.
1: I don't (laughs) understand.
0: Also, he's a mailman? Did we know that? Not I, we've never seen him as a mailman, no. Because he lists mail carrier, DSL installer, and the, the movie, rental. Yeah, the, the rental.
2: I... <sighs> the Mick Kirk Vandana Graham is not making sense. Also,
0: should not he have also listed assistant manager at Dozie's? Yeah, isn't that the biggest one? That was Kirk the Jerk, but...
2: That was Kirk the Jerk.
1: At this point, Kirk has had even in season two, Kirk has had so many jobs. There's no way he can list all of them quickly like that.
2: No, that's true. true.
1: But why? But, the like DSL? the
2: DSL was definitely Mick. Mick, yeah, quote unquote. I, I don't know. Maybe
1: the, it wasn't even relating to Mick. It was just Kirk <laughs> was a DSL installer <laughs> that we never saw.
2: Maybe Mick is one of <laughs> Kirk's brothers. Yeah, you know? and like they just look similar. Yep. He would totally
0: have a secret twin. Which one's the evil twin? Kirk or Mick? We'll never know. We'll never know. Honestly, so Kirk comes to them with a proposal of sorts. Mm -hmm. He wants to be Akira
2: Surikawa. Okay, this was all slightly racist, by the way. I'm just throwing that out there. However, he has huge creative ambition. And he made a short film for the past five years. And if he can rush it, It'll be done by Thursday. This film, when I when I look at
0: a film by Kirk. We'll talk extensively about in the next part. Yes. It, is, it is what it is, right? Yeah. We'll talk about it next time. But it gives me Ben from Parks and Rec vibes. <laughs> <laughs> like, when you see it and you think five years went into making this, it's like a claymation. Like, that's like... Hopefully somebody
1: gets that reference, but yeah. I I wanna see Kirk making a cones of Dunshire game now.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. He would, again. Absolutely. Kirk would do it. I hate how Lorelei dismisses him. Yeah. It's like super rude for no reason. Uh Kirk was not being rude. He was being very like formal and like, Hey, can you check it out? I made you a VHS tape about it and everything, like and Lorelai's just like, Okay, bye, Kirk. I don't know. Yeah. Give me Mean Girls vibes. He's
0: treating it like this is a real business opportunity mm-hmm. for him. Like this is a break for him. Yeah. And her, even when he says, like, can I have a minute of your time? She says, you can have two because you scare me.
2: Yeah, right? Right? Like, Kurt can be a jerk sometimes, but he's yeah. harmless. Relatively, yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, she uh. even makes a comment later in the episode. It's actually going to be in part two, but, like, she's like, yeah. I I know him, and he's never bitten me. <laughs> I, <sighs> I
3: mean, I giggle of
1: that line every time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Really, Lorelai's stalling at this point. Yeah. She's taking, like, slow slips, eating, just, like, you know, moving very slowly. finishing up the coffee that I paid for. Yeah.
1: <sighs> Did you, though?
2: <laughs> she doesn't want to leave Rory. But she starts to leave, and Rory stops her to ask for a favor. Just in case, and for some reason Rory doesn't think it's going to happen, if Dean calls, could Lorelei, Dean's number one fan, it lie to and say Rory's with Lane?
0: God, this is like a read your audience moment. Right? Come on. Do you think she would ever go for that? Especially in this moment where Lorelai is actively, like, cartoonishly, practically dragging her feet to get out of this business because she doesn't want rory
2: and jess to work together
0: in public mm-hmm. hey mom will you lie to my boyfriend about
1: the boy that i'm hanging out with <sighs> And like okay
2: yes there is something inherently wrong about that sentence right mm-hmm. it's the fact that she has to lie to her boyfriend yep right yeah because the because you know he's not gonna be okay mom
1: okay yep. well you know what lorelei here's a great point hey rory
2: if you seriously
1: think this is going to be such of a big issue between you and Dean, maybe you should rethink that.
2: Maybe you yeah, should talk you about boundaries. Dean. Maybe you should talk about the fact that you shouldn't be afraid of your boyfriend. And this is like, I feel like this is, we talk about the,
0: the mom versus friend relationship that we get. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I had been in high school and I'd said, Hey mom, if somebody calls, will you tell them X? And she knew it was a lie. Like my mom would trust me to just give whatever answer I had said, right? But, like, in this situation, because Lorelai is, like, so, so pro-Dean yeah. and so involved, like, she has the – I don't like it. I don't think it's okay to lie, but I also don't think the situation is good. I wish
1: Lorelai would like, worry – if you feel like you have to lie about the situation, maybe you need to rethink the situation.
2: Well, what she says is if you think you should lie about this, then you should have been meeting with Jess. And it's like she can have other friends. I mean, aside whatever, Jess and Rory are also Jess and Rory. Something else. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> like the fact that like you you have a boyfriend so you cannot talk to any other male is toxic. It's a toxic notion.
1: I don't think that's where Lorelai's going with. But that's how Dean feels. I think. I don't know. No, there, there is obviously a huge rivalry between Dean and Jess. Yeah, I think if that rivalry did not exist, Dean did not feel like his girlfriend already had feelings for this other guy. I like it was Henry. Like, if mm-hmm. I think if Rory was tutoring Henry, Dean would have been fine with it or Brad. Yeah, I think I, I think it's specifically Jess. I do think Lorelai need to be like, if you are if you think it's necessary to lie, it's not the Jess. It's not Dean. It's you need to figure out why you need to lie and what you want that to look what you want your life to look like.
2: I'm hearing you, Emily, but this is the second time that Rory's had a lie or asked mom to lie because mm-hmm. Tristan was the same thing so there's always gonna be a guy right and maybe that's but tristan rory.
1: also had feelings for rory and tristan
0: also And got that might I just be,
2: be rory because rory is a cheater straight <laughs> up rory is a cheater <laughs> not, not
0: not at this quite. exact moment yeah. we're getting
2: there
1: <laughs> um, um we're like right now we're an episode and we're, we're border relate we're border emotional cheating yeah but not physically regardless yeah.
2: Asking Lorelai to lie to Dean was never going to work. Right. This could have been a great teaching moment for Lorelei. Yeah, I- well, we are
0: coming right off the heels of the she likes Jess, doesn't she? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, I'm going to say Lorelei did not share that revelation with, with Rory, oh, right? definitely not. Nope. So that is something she is harboring that is probably also Affecting the way that she is approaching the situation,
1: which again, I just, I want Lorelai to have that conversation with Rory. If you like
2: somebody
0: else, like break stop. up
2: with the other person.
0: Like, like how don't... many people do you think lorelei broke up with in right. high school? Like, she was hanging out with a lot of people, and I'm sure she broke hearts and whatever. That's you what don't you don't
1: need. A well, I'm gonna break up with you because of A, B, and C. I'm not feeling it anymore. I don't have those same feelings for you anymore. These are valid reasons to end a relationship. And it should yeah. have been ended already by now.
2: I will say it doesn't help that Jess comes downstairs and is immediately just Antagonistic? Full, yeah. Sarcastic and invasive. Right? And
1: yeah, all the
2: things that Lorelai hates.
1: Yeah.
0: Because she's the same.
1: Well, well yeah.
0: Jess doesn't want to be tutored. No. no. Right? This is not his idea. This is not something he wants. But he wants to be he with Rory. Sees this, exactly. He
2: sees the silver lining of doesn't Rory. even no. need
0: to be teeter tutored.
2: But like tell me that Jess saying ma'am is not a Lorelei move. Jess and lorelei are the same person. Yeah. Like I can see lorelei
1: And that's why they dislike each other. I mean
2: that's Emily. Hmm. Um. That was a, however, a direct shot to Lorelai. Like Lorelai. Felt oh, yeah. That.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And that was the point. Yeah. And I'm surprised that she left after that. Like I feel like we've seen her yell at this child. I feel like she would have yelled it in there. I think that would have been something she totally would have done. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but he was being respectful. Yeah. <laughs> respectful Luke, in his disrespect.
1: Luke would have heard, and Luke would have yelled back.
2: Where was Luke, mm-hmm. by the way? Like throughout this study session, the study session, Lucas just kitchen? Mm, he's not there. Anyways, regardless I've said that word so many times in this <laughs> podcast today. Take a <laughs> shot every time I said regardless, and you'll be dead. Anyways be great night. <laughs> Rory and Jess kinda start studying, but Jess doesn't have his books. He doesn't want to study. Rory's just studying his material, yeah. right?
1: He's doing magic tricks. He's d- writing okay. song
2: lyrics. I hate this magic trick because the camera gives it away. Like, <laughs> you can see the apple in his in his hand. The camera shouldn't be facing his hand. That's so stupid. <laughs>
1: Sorry, that was just. <laughs> I I have to say, Jess never struck me as a
2: magic magic trick kid
1: person. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, I was thinking about it, and I was like, what if he's home alone a lot, and he just like needs something to do, yeah.
0: Well, and also, like, okay, here's like my headcanon, which is very bizarre. I feel like, think about Liz having a string of boyfriends throughout the years, Mm -hmm. and like, guys who don't know kids, and they're just like, hey, let me show you a magic trick, like, Trying to do, like, the weird, I might be your stepdad thing. Mm, Yeah. Like, just showing him stuff, and then it's like, eh, card tricks, picks him up. It's like Barney Stinson. Oh,
2: God, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What I love, though, is that Rory, you know, she's frustrated. She's like, get your books, whatever, or we're not doing this. But then every time he amuses her, she can't help but smile. Yep. Mm -hmm. She goes along with it. Yep, she is amused by like, him. Like he even
1: hands her; he has written out the entire lyrics to a Clash song, and he mm-hmm. hands it to her. And she's like, "This isn't the answer. This is this, you know, the lyrics." And he's like, "Yeah, but which one?" And instead of being like, "No, we're not doing this. We're studying,"
2: she leans into it. Well, she she's trying to say that, but she's also looking at the lyrics and being like, yeah. "Oh my god, no, I know what it is." And then so because well, he knows
0: she can't. Put like she won't let go of a challenge like that.
2: When he comes downstairs with with the books and the he's still playing with his cards at this point. Yep. I love that she grabs the whole deck and just throws and it just to the floor. Down. <laughs> yeah, yep. it's great. He starts asking about Dean. Right, where's Dean tonight? What is he? Does he know that you're here with me? Like all the questions that I think he even knows the answers to.
0: Yeah, you know. Yeah. This is, like, the antagonistic side of Jess that, mm -hmm. like, it doesn't – it's not cute. It's not flirty. It's, like, there's a part of him that does really enjoy the fact that he is getting one up on Dean or pissing Dean off. And I feel like that's separate from his attraction to Rory. Mm -hmm. And I don't like that. Like, there's one thing to be interested in somebody else's partner, and there's another to specifically want to upset or hurt that person by being interested in their partner.
2: Well, he even admits that he's prying into her personal life, right?
1: Yeah. Like, I I half wonder if Jess knows that Jess knows that Rory likes him or suspects it at least, because when you're a teenager, you never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's just trying to like poke and prod Rory to get to the point where she will break up with him with Dean. Like,
0: yeah, if you have to lie. I mean, somebody needs to. (laughs) Yeah.
2: If this show was made in 2022, Jess would be in love with Dean.
0: Like, that would have been the the cliffhanger. The secret
2: backstory. Let's be fair, Jared and Milo have
1: a bromance going on, and it's fantastic.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, regardless. Oh, my God. You could just
0: say, I don't even know a better word. We'll need to pull out a thesaurus. Anyway. And then just go on
2: anyways Luke Steiner closes and I thought it was actually kind of interesting that they start while people are still there right Mm -hmm. yeah and then uh, Luke Steiner closes so theoretically this is 9 30 10 right yeah because this is after Luke's has closed
0: Rory had said she wasn't going to be out late right that was part of the parting
2: conversation with Lorelai yeah right so it's it's pretty late it's a black (laughs) hole time in this show Mm mm-hmm I'm going to mention something. She looks really cute.
0: Yeah. She does. Right? I like her shirt and her hair. I'm sure she I think she
2: effort. she put effort. I think that the makeup department and the customers were like, let's make it look like she put effort. So
1: mm-hmm. she's still she still has that very natural look, but I feel like she has a little more blush on than normal.
0: Mm-hmm. Just a mm-hmm. little
1: more lip gloss than normal.
0: Her brows look slightly more defined than normal. And her hair is definitely more styled than it is a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. She's got little, like, you know, braids braids or Mm -hmm. ties up on the side, yeah.
2: And, whatever, they're studying, not studying. Jess goes to the door, and he sees her car, which implies two things. First off, that she drove there. Yeah. But Lorelai also drove there, so they took two cars.
0: Well, I guess maybe if she was planning to go back later in the evening, she would drive rather than walk. I guess. I guess.
1: I feel like that's the only valid point. Because, like, maybe Lorelai doesn't want Rory walking home at night by
0: herself. Which is fair. Even though there's no seedy dark underbelly of Stars (laughs) Hollow. No.
2: But the second thing that it implies is that Jess has to know that's her car. Mm Mm-hmm. Like... He's asking that question, and he already knows the answer. There's no way he does not know.
1: Again, like Jess said, you are when you become hyper aware mm-hmm. of the person who has crush on in high school. Yeah, he knows.
2: <laughs> and uh, he asks her to go get ice cream, even though they have ice cream and Luke's, but they don't have cones. With cones, with
3: cones.
2: And Rory says yes. I'm gonna bring a. You drive, and you drive. That's that's a little wild to me,
0: that decision.
2: Friday, I'm curious about you
0: guys. I, it is super if wild. If I am in my car, I'm driving. Like, I've been with my boyfriend for 10 years, and I don't think he has ever driven my car while I am also in it.
2: I have a different reason why it's wild. Emily, what is your reason? Um, Part of what Jess said, but uh-huh. also when I was in high school
1: and I had a car... If my dad found out I let anybody who is not me drive not my insurance. car, yeah, yeah, I would never see the light of day
3: again.
2: Mm-hmm. You want to know what my wild reason is? Jess Mariano is from New York. <laughs> he he <laughs> You is don't want him with your from car from Manhattan. He doesn't have a car. He, he does the a subway.
1: a driver's license.
2: He is a subway kid. He doesn't know how to yeah. drive.
1: I'm gonna go with Rory's a suburb kid. Where mm-hmm. outside of Start Hollow you have to drive to get anywhere. So for me, because I'm also a suburb kid, I just assumed everybody as soon as you were sixteen got your license.
0: Not in New York? Definitely but not we in do New York. Just know knows how to do like mechanic work and he had that mechanic shirt. Mm-hmm. So maybe his interest That's in fair. cars would have been enough to like get him. To get his license. Because he's like all about freedom and like getting out of here. I can see him being a teenager who just like, I want my license so I can go to California. Freedom. You know? (laughs) He specifically says he does not have a driver's
1: license while they are in the (sighs) car. But also, yeah, I think he says something along the lines of, oh, I should get my license. Oh, Uh, I thought that was a joke. I thought it was a joke. Yeah, I thought that was a joke. I, I, (laughs) I don't know. But also, this is an old car. I know Dean rebuilt it. I don't think automatics were a thing when this car Oh,
3: it would have been manual.
1: It most likely would have been manual. I can only assume... Lorelai's Jeep, I believe, is also manual. We see the whole thing with stick shift with Luke's truck in the future. But Jeep's kind of default to manual as well. Which means for Jess to know how to drive this car already, he would have had to have been taught by somebody.
2: I I maintain that in, if this was real life, Jess would not have a driver's license, but that's fine. He has one. Yeah. Or he doesn't. I don't know. I assume he does not. He knows how to drive, at least. Yes. He's at least capable yes. of
0: operating a motor vehicle.
2: Um, which they are, and they're eating their ice cream, and there's a little bit of foreshadowing because Jess takes his hands off the wheel, and like Rory's forced to hold the wheel. He's not a good driver. At the very least, he's not a safe driver. No.
0: This, like, also, this pulls up one of my biggest pet peeves in movies and TV, which is when you have two characters in a car driving somewhere and having a conversation, and the driver constantly looks over at the passenger. It makes me so uncomfortable. I maybe I'm not maybe I'm not a very good like driver passenger communicator, but if I'm driving, my eyes are on the road. Like I'll glance over from time to time. There's no oh, extended eye contact. They I'm had sorry. No on
2: eye contact.
0: Multiple times eye contact. Flirty extended eye contact.
2: But anyways, Rory asked him a serious question. You don't need a tutor. You're incredibly smart this is a cool thing like why are you doing this mm-hmm. and like he gives a really sad answer he's just like i'm not going to college why waste my time in high school and ask liz like why that's so hard that to makes hear. sense yeah. because she'll have a bunch of reasons for you
1: it breaks my heart
2: not to mention your own mother, Rory. Like, I'm sure she has a bunch of reasons, too, why I wouldn't go to college.
0: Yeah, And he's probably it right. Me, it makes me so glad that he has Luke in his life. Right? Like, this one person who is like, you are smart, you are going to go to school, you are going to go to college, you are going to have a future. He hasn't had that before, and it makes sense why he is fighting against it so hard.
2: Well, yep. Rory's also on that same boat because she doesn't give in. She's just, like, you're stronger than that and you have to have a plan you have to go to college i love that jess is like no you have to go to college because yeah we we do talk about that pressure that rory has yeah the conversation shifts a little like from jess's plans to rory's plans and i feel like this is the first time rory really says like i want to be a journalist like Christiane i'm a poor, I'm a poor. Right? yeah
0: yeah specifically what kind of journalism she wants mm-hmm. to do because we know through her involvement with the paper she wants to do journalism yeah but this is where we get like specifics she wants but to be an overseas she, correspondent didn't
1: she tell Char- headmaster charleston that at her first day she might have maybe she might have she yeah. said journalism
2: hmm. and jess says that it, that sounds a little rough for you what do you feel about that
0: I mean, I think he's so right. Like I know I know that it like rattles Rory and at this point when you're watching the show for the first time, you're like, no, Jess, rude. She gets to be whatever she wants. Yeah. Truly, I don't think that Rory could do it.
2: What if at this point Rory would have taken his advice, just not the right word, but like his what he said to heart and maybe changed up a little bit. And maybe not have had that scene with Mitchum in the future. I don't, I don't know if discouraging her from her dream is the right idea. That's not the, what I'm trying to say, but. I
1: don't think this would have been the moment for her to, to change and and figure out, like, because she's, she is still very young here to like, Mm -hmm. I thought I was going to be 10 more things from 16 to 20. I do think the conversation with Mitchum is when that con- that attitude change sh- would have to happen to make it, to make her career be what she wanted it to be. Here, Jess has a point. Um, He still doesn't know Rory very well. She's still very timid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think he makes a valid point, and I think she reacts to it fine.
2: I mean, it's a little I mean, interesting because she's defensive right away, and then she gets insecure.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's perfectly normal for mm-hmm. the boy you have a crush on to be like, mm, can you though?
2: <laughs> yeah. He does apologize. Yeah. I like that whole little thing that like, I prompt, you can stand in the middle of the road and I'll drive straight at you screaming at a foreign language. And she's yeah. like, well, you have to learn a foreign language, right? This is flirty. This is straight up. Oh, flirty. yeah.
0: <laughs> also, is this maybe the first time anybody has questioned Rory's choice? Oh, Definitely. Oh, uh, Because everybody's probably a told bit. her, well, yeah, but, like, everybody else has been like, oh, of course, you can mm-hmm. do anything you want, which is, like, on one hand a great thing to grow up knowing that people Encouraged. support and believing your dreams, mm-hmm. but it's another thing to have somebody be like, well, let's look at the realistic situation So this here. is the first time somebody who
1: knows her makes her question mm-hmm. of
0: choice. Charleston doesn't know her. No, he's just a jerk. Yeah. yeah. But, yes, I agree, Sandra. There is a shift to flirting. Oh, yeah. There is a definitely. shift to, like,
2: kind of open-faced, bold-faced, They're flirting. staring at each other while driving. And, like, Jess breaks the silence and he says, Well, I guess we should be getting back to Luke's, which should be straight ahead, unless I turn right and we can just keep driving.
1: Emotional cheating.
2: This, this is the this, moment. Yes. Yep. yep.
1: Right here. This is when <laughs> Rory makes the decision
2: of. Guess I'm going to cheat on my boyfriend. Because Rory says, turn right. And and he says, as you wish, which always reminds me of Princess Bride. <laughs>
0: yeah, <sighs> this is such a good reference.
2: But can I point
0: out a background thing? Yeah. Because I noticed, do. I don't know if you guys noticed, while they're driving, right? There's a long driving scene. They're driving for quite a while. There's a bunch of cars in the background Just behind straight. them.
1: They never turn.
0: But the thing is, When we cut to them turning, Mm -hmm. they have been driving through Main Street, Stars Hollow. Like, this is the town square. Why? Yeah. Yeah. And there's, like, you see the
1: median with grass, with trees. There's cars on the other side of the median driving. Like,
0: I know that it's just a technical issue. They didn't get good background, like, driving. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. But I'm just like... It's such a long drive sequence that it makes me wonder, like, where on earth was this ice cream? Like,
1: how far out of town? It was in Hartford.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Like, they looked like they were on a highway at one point, which kind of, it doesn't make sense with Stars Hollow.
0: But to throw it back, yes, I think that when Rory says turn right, that is the moment where, like, the emotional affair begins. Yes. Because she is choosing... Let's continue to be alone together, because I'm enjoying being alone together with you. Not study. Just hang out and
3: talk.
1: You could almost you say sh- it started when she decided to lie to Dean about it. But I think even then, she was still just trying to avoid the fight and avoid making Dean mad.
2: Yeah, you can still yeah. argue. That's just friends hanging out. Yeah.
0: This is... this. This is not friends. We
2: have of friends. And if you're friends. sitting in the
0: front window of the diner, you know, like, there's a lot of, like, plausible deniability there. I
2: mean, Luke is somewhere Witnesses. in that place, right? Like, yeah, uh, this is you being alone with another guy in a car. Your boyfriend built you. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well, guys, if this is 2022, Dean would have a tracker in that thing. Oh, my God. Oh, yikes.
1: And on our phone.
2: Oh, God. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Let's not even think about that. <laughs> Guys, she turned, they turn right and something happens, but we're going to discuss it in the next episode. That was part one of Teach Me Tonight. We're not going to do a Townsperson of the Week just yet. We're going to do it next week. But we are going to have references and we're going to talk about media today.
0: And we're going to hold off on fashion until next week, just so that we can cover all of the fashion at once, because it was such a short episode in terms of days. So yeah, next week, fashion. And we're going to start with References with Sandra.
2: Lorelai and Rory go back and forth about which movie to show, not knowing that they don't have the rights to any of them. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought it would be fun to go through the list and pretending that we did have the rights, which movie would be the best one to show at the the movie festival. So first up, we have The Wizard of Oz, uh, which is a 1939 film starring Judy Garland about a young girl, Dorothy Gale, who is swept by a tornado from her Kansas farm to the magic land of Oz. I believe everyone knows this film. Yes. yes. That one's my vote. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we have The Sting, a 1973 film starring Paul Newman and Robert Redford. About Johnny Hooker, a small-time grifter who unknowingly steals from Doyle Lon- not Lonigan? Lonigan, sure, a big-time crime boss. I don't know. I've never seen it sounds like eye
1: candy (laughs) sounds like there'd be murder involved
2: probably and it's probably rated r right like so you wouldn't be able to show whatever up next is rocky a 1976 film starring sylvester stallone about a small-time philadelphia boxer who gets the rare chance to fight the world heavyweight champion i'm assuming most people have heard of this movie too Adrian, Mm -hmm. that one (laughs) Uh, Next up, we have Crimes and Misdemeanors, a 1989 Woody Allen film starring Martin Landau and Woody Allen. And that's all I'm going to say about that. And we're moving on. Next up, we have The Singing Detective, which is, in fact, a BBC miniseries starring Michael Gambon, who is the second Dumbledore in the Harry Potter films, um, about a mystery writer who is suffering from a debilitating disease that has left him bedridden reliving his detective stories through his imaginations and hallucinations. This is six hours long. (laughs) (laughs) That one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Next up, we have Arthur, a 1981 comedy starring Dudley Moore and Liza Minnelli about an alcoholic billionaire playboy, Arthur Batch, who must marry a woman who he does not love or be cut off from his $750 million fortune. But when he falls in love with a poor waitress, he must decide between love or money. Have either of you guys seen Arthur? No. There was a remake with um, Russell Brand in like 2011. <laughs> I saw that one. Now, Lorelei compares Arthur to um, Sophie's Choice, which is a very, very dark joke. Um, Sophie's Choice is a 1982 psychological drama starring Meryl Streep. She plays a Holocaust survivor who has to make the choice between which one of her children is going to be killed and which one goes to a labor camp. Wow, Lorelai, what a joke.
1: Okay. Yep. Yeah.
2: Meanwhile, (laughs) The Cabin Boy is a 1994 comedy starring Chris Elliott or uh, Roland uh, Schmidt. No, that's not how you say it. Shit. Roland Schmidt from Schitt's Creek. Um, about a foul-mouthed fishing school graduate who mistakenly winds up on an ill-fated fishing boat and faces the wrath of a crew that considers him bad luck i've never heard of this movie gotta be honest but however i do love this creek <laughs> i do love chris elliott up next is desperately seeking susan a 1985 movie starring rosanna arquette and madonna about a bored New Jersey housewife with a fascination with a free-spirited woman she reads about in the personal columns, which then leads to her being mistaken for the woman, her, like, herself. <laughs> um, I have seen this movie. I really like it. Next up, we have Fletch, a 1985 Neil Noor comedy starring Chevy Chase about a man, Fletch, a newspaper reporter who has offered a large sum of money by this man claiming to be dying of cancer and like to kill him in a stage robbery, but then Fletch starts to investigate him and the man is healthy. I don't know. I haven't seen this movie, but I read the description and I couldn't understand it at all. <laughs> so, someone okay. who's seen Fletch, explain this to me.
1: I have not seen Fletch, but based off that description, so there's a rich guy who wants to die but does yes. not have, cannot kill himself. He just, he can't bring himself to do it. So, he convinces Fletch to kill him. As, like, a mercy death.
2: But he doesn't actually then, have cancer.
1: That he doesn't actually have cancer. So I would say there's probably some, you know, bad mental depression issues going on.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, okay. The last but not least, we have Urban Cowboy, a 1980s <laughs> romantic western starring John Travolta and Deborah Winger about a young man, Bud, who moves to the city and starts hanging out at a popular nightclub. Where he meets a cowgirl named Sissy, 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 who Sissy. he falls in love with and gets married to. That is until he sees her with another man riding the mechanical bull, which is a real <laughs> part of this movie.
0: So I think I've seen like the first twenty minutes of that movie. Who's riding the mechanical bull, John Travolta or his wife?
2: No, his wife. His with wife the other and man. another man is okay. And so, in order to uh, win her heart back, he goes into the writing uh mechanical bull contest
1: Well, of course. Yes. Because
0: how else would you do that?
2: <laughs> Guys, what <laughs> movie should have been shown out of all the movies that Lorelei and Rory talked about? I
0: mean, I feel like Emily had it right when we first read The Wizard of Oz. Like Just the first one should have been I mean, all of these other movies like there's some really dark stuff. I don't think Sophie's choice is exactly a movies in the square popcorn bring your friends and family no. kind of
2: movie and like i don't want to bloody allen anywhere near me i don't want to watch that's that really
1: seeking susan maybe like it maybe needs to really be something seeking susan. fun and light i and, was thinking I mean,
2: rocky rocky's a good yeah. like uh sports are tough yeah i don't yeah. know sports movie <laughs> i
1: love wizard of oz so yeah. that That would be my default choice because of that. But I could definitely see, like, those other options as well.
2: Wizard of Oz scared me as a kid.
1: See, I've (laughs) heard It never scared me, but I've heard, like, the flying
0: monkeys. The flying monkeys, yeah. The music. I don't know. That one. So, yeah, I think if you're going to do a movie in the square, it's got to be something that is Mm family-friendly, upbeat, fun. Unless you're doing a dark movie in a square, (laughs) and like, that's the whole point, which it's not. Especially keeping in mind they've been watching The Yearling.
1: Yeah.
2: Year after year. Keeping (laughs) in mind that a film by Kirk is going to be the intro to whatever movie. Uh Uh-huh. So I guess our picks are Wizard of Oz, Rocky, or um, Desperately Seeking Susan. And none of the other ones, because they all sound crazy urban cowboy especially (laughs) i don't know
1: urban cowboy sounds like a great mocking movie
2: yes Um, i don't believe it was a mocking movie but i'm sure i mean for the gilmores oh i understand now i thought you meant like a parody no this was a real movie that they tried to no No, and i mean
0: i genuinely do think i watched the first 20 minutes of it thinking oh this is going to be another fun john travolta movie and i was just like Oh, I don't like
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, those were my references this week. We all the movies. I know there was a ton of movies. If you guys have seen any of the movies that I've listed out, let us know. Because, like I said, I've only really ever seen Rocky and The Wizard of Oz, and I think Sophie's Choice. But let's be real, that is not a movie. That's not a movie. No, that's not a movie. We on the
1: Square do. movie.
2: So, you must have noticed that there was one movie missing from all the movies that I said. And of course, that was The Yearling. So let's talk about it with Emily. Books,
0: movies, and music
2: with Emily.
0: With Emily.
2: Real quick, editor Sandra coming in from the future to put out a little disclaimer. In our discussion about The Yearling, we do descend into a little bit of madness. It was a long recording session done after a full day's work and pretty late at night at this point. Don't be afraid to laugh at us. Trust me, we laugh plenty. But enough from me. Take it away, Emily, from the past.
1: Okay, guys, I watched The Yearling today. The movie was released in 1946, a Technicolor family film. Mm Mm-hmm. Within the first 30 minutes, there's a fight between a bear and two dogs.
3: Oh, I'm, oh, I'm, oh man. I've never <laughs> seen this like, movie.
1: Okay, so I'm going to go on the premise of it. The 1946 Florida Frontier family Penny Baxter, played by Gregory Peck, is the dad.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Jennifer Wyman plays Aura Baxter. She plays. Or Ma Baxter, because it's Pa and Ma Baxter. And then um Claude Claude Jarman Junior plays Jody. A tween boy,
3: essentially. Mm-hmm. Boy.
1: The main storyline is Jody gets once and eventually gets a pet, a deer, and it causes mischief and in old yeller style it ends with him killing the deer.
2: Yes. Oh, no. So it's a sad movie, is what you're telling me.
0: It's a Redfern Groves kind of
1: vibe? (laughs) Apparently not. So, oh. We don't even see the deer until, like, well over an hour in. So, (laughs) Pa, Baxter, and Jody have this great, happy father-son relationship in Frontier, Florida, which is really confusing because it's, like, Frontier, but there's all these palm trees in the background, and it just throws (laughs) me off. Which clearly happened. but. And then mom, Aura, is angry. Like, she does not smile until an hour and a half into the movie. She is just, I don't want to say hateful, but she's not nice. Fairly early on in the movie, we discover that she has already buried three children. Oh, yes. One at two, one at one, and one was essentially a stillbirth or died right away. It's not super clear. So the reasoning behind it is essentially she's traumatized from losing all her children. She is afraid to love her son. She's afraid that if she loves him, that he'll die. Very sad to see. I'm like, ah, 1940s, you're just trying to make the women look bad because she really is the only female character in this movie. 30 minutes in, they're, a dog killed their goats, and they're hunting the... Or I'm sorry, a bear killed their goats, and they're hunting this bear down, and two of the dogs catch up to the bear, and they all start fighting, and I'm just sitting here with my hands on my face, stressed out, because I have no <laughs> idea where this is going to go, because it's the 40s.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There was so much animal cruelty in film during that period of time, yes. and it's all real, and it's awful. I will, I will be happy to say that the
1: end of this movie does have a disclaimer that all animal handling was done under supervision oh, and good. humanely.
3: That's um, good.
1: <laughs> there, there were a lot of animals in this movie. One of the dogs does get hurt, but you don't see it. It's just after the bear's gotten away, you hear kind of a whimper, and they go, see, and the dog lives. But, like, it was just a, it was a stressful start for me. Um, yeah, and then Paw Baxter takes his son into town, and he introduces them to the shopkeeper's daughter. And the shopkeeper's daughter is like sticking her tongue out and making faces at him. And Jody just like gets her horribly offended and throws a potato at her. <laughs> <laughs> and I laughed so hard that it was I. I wasn't expecting that. And then he just gets upset and runs out the store.
3: I think As he cries do. a little bit.
1: <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> eventually, their... Some of their pigs are stolen by the neighbors, and so they're hunting down. They're going to the neighbor's house. The dad gets bit by a rattlesnake. Um, Jody has to kill this deer to, like, pull out its heart and liver to help counteract the rattlesnake poison. Yikes. Yes. Also, uh, what?
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wait, does that make this deer, medical sense? So this deer that he raised, or a different deer? Different deer. The okay. deer
1: he raised has not come in. This is how that. Okay. This is how that deer becomes. So okay. they're going to this family who stole their pigs, or lured him away, or whatever, and like he. Pa shoots a deer and then gets bit by a rattlesnake, and so Jody runs over and within 30 seconds cuts out the heart and liver of said deer for him to put on the bite and help suck out the poison. Go to the hospital if he gets (laughs) hurt. I mean, I know this is like 1870s frontier, but like, go to the hospital. Wow, okay. He almost dies, but they notice that this deer had a fawn. Uh-huh. That, so they just killed Bambi's mother, essentially. Oh Oof. yikes. So Dad survives a rattlesnake bite. Jody goes really, really, just really wants a pet. He's a man now. He can he can take care of something. So he goes back and he finds his fawn like hiding hiding in the fronds and stuff. And he takes it home and this is his pet. And he names a flag. He has a, a neighbor a neighbor boy named Fodderwink. <laughs> <laughs> Um who are you? who is a, a... <laughs> Fodderwink? F F O D D E R W I N K. First name? Yes. According, <laughs> According to IFBB, he doesn't have a last name, even though they live with the Foresters. Fodderwink
2: Forester. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the boy he the boy is a tiny Tim. He's crutch, crippled leg. <laughs> You're telling me,
3: Fodderwink is a tiny gym. <laughs> this boy has
1: not suffered enough. <laughs> Horribly so. He's played by an actor who had polio. So oh, no. this kid oh, is legitimately God. has issues. Has some physical issues. I'm uh, physical, yeah. Um. So he runs to Fodderwink to figure out what to name this deer. Oh god.
3: Better name than Fodderwink.
1: Fodderwink has died. Oh no. I'm
3: so sorry. None of this is.
1: This is not funny. Fodderwink is is dead. It's not funny.
3: Rest in peace, Fodderwink.
0: (laughs) 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 Right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is actually a great movie. Maybe Taylor's not just <laughs> Sometimes.
1: I think we're losing it, guys. So, F- Fodderwink said he would have named a deer flag, so Jody names the deer flag. Like, because his little tail looks like a flag. That's
3: cute. Flapping in the wind. <clears throat> okay.
1: And then we have, like... A six and a half minute scene of Jody and this deer romping through the wilds together and music playing in the background.
2: This is quite a movie.
1: (laughs) It's incredible. And we're an hour fifteen in on this two hour movie at this point. So the deer grows up. They get through some seasons. The deer is now a yearling. That's Um, where the title comes from. The deer is now a yearling. And is getting into mischief. Eats their corn crop. Eats their eats and trumps their tobacco crop. And is just causing all kinds of problems. And the big goal of the family is to have a really good crop year so they can finally dig a well right outside Ma's front door. <laughs> of course. <laughs> That's... They need a good crop year so they can finally buy the stones and mortar needed to dig ma well
3: um,
0: <laughs> that's gonna solve ma's problem that is gonna solve all, all of some, ma's
1: problems. i okay therapy so pa goes into town and he makes all these trades and he comes back and he tells ma this is why i made these trades because I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna build you a well and she starts crying because of how much she loves this idea that she doesn't have to walk half a mile to the stream to get water and sure and part of my mind i'm like okay i get it like anytime you like that sounds awful anytime you need water you gotta walk half a mile to get it and then carry, yeah. trudge it back in the buckets that sounds great and the other mind i'm thinking really the best thing you can do for her is buy her get her well but i i didn't leave in frontier florida like no i can't judge i think you can <laughs> good for him for wanting to do something great <laughs> So the deer makes all this mischief, and eventually it's Jody gotta get rid of that deer. So Jody takes the deer, and he chases it away. He's like, "Go! Don't come back! Get, get away!" And he yells at it, in, and his face is red, and he's crying, and he's real sad. And then the deer comes back, and eats the corn crop again.
3: The no. damn deer!
0: Flag. So Pa,
1: Pa's like, "Jody, go in your room." And do so. I don't remember, do something. Tell Ma I need her. So Jody walks out, he's like, Ma, Dad needs you. And he goes into his room. And then you hear a gunshot. <gasps> Ma has shot Flag. And she didn't kill him. And she starts, like, I wasn't supposed to hit him, I wasn't shooting at him. And I'm like, girl, you got a shotgun, you're pointing at him. Or a oh double barreled rifle. Um. So then Jody takes the gun. Oh God! And finishes off Flag at like twelve years old. God, this is such oh a cheery movie. And then he is so upset by the fact that he literally just killed the only pet he's ever really taken care of. He runs away for three days, starves. This
2: movie continues. He is,
1: he's discovered by a ship captain floating down a river in a canoe, and he goes home. And Pa's sitting in the front of the cabin, or in the cabin, and they're all like, I'm glad you're home. And he's like, learned a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> so he came of age, is what yes. he learned. And he's like, where's Mom?" And he's like, she's out looking for you. And she comes home, and she breaks down happy, loving, so happy her boy's home, and now she's allowed to love him. And that's the heartwarming film that they've shown three years in a row.
0: There are so many other reasons why Flag could have died. <laughs> like, or what Week. if Ma had been bit by a rattlesnake? Right. That would have been a really powerful throwback Yikes. moment for Flag.
1: So that's the yearling. They show this every year? <laughs>
2: And three years straight, I have never seen this movie. I will never see this movie. Let's just be clear no. about this. Uh, this is the only exposure I want to it, and um, I cannot believe that. I think the other movie would have been better. I think the good kiss scene would have been better. <laughs> the potential
0: incestual fr- kiss that <laughs> we couldn't actually remember what was said.
3: Probably this movie would have been better. Oh my
1: gosh, was nominated for. Eight Academy Awards. Oh my god. Oh. Nominated for one and one
0: Golden Globe. Wow. I mean, this is like 1940s version of Oscar bait. Yeah. You've got a kid with an animal who has to die and he comes of age and he runs away and he's found in a canoe. Like, this is like if you put Meryl Streep in every role. It was
1: MGM's best received movie. And highest gross movie of the year. And only made a profit of $450,000 because of the high budget that it took to create the film. Probably
0: cost a lot <laughs> to go through a lot of young deer that have bad things happen to
2: them on set. What was his name? Oh. Wink. Fodderwink? Fodderwink? <laughs> Maybe he was just real <laughs> expensive. Poor <laughs> kid with polio.
0: <laughs> Maybe they paid for some of his treatment. Uh,
1: I
2: would not uh, believe I, I in movie know. studios that, like like that. I, no. Probably
1: not. I will say, it did say on IMDb, that the during the 10 months of filming, 32 trained animals were used, including 5 fawns. Other animals include 126 deer, 9 black bears, 37 dogs, oh 53 wild birds, 17 buzzards, 1 owl. 83 chickens, 36 pigs, 8 rattlesnakes, 18 <laughs> squirrels, know. 4 horses, and 17 raccoons. Oh, right, because the beginning of the movie, um, Jody really wanted a petcoon. His words. He wanted a
0: petcoon. I mean, of all of the animals listed, a raccoon is probably the most pet of the wild ones. I really want to know, like... How was that owl so good?
2: <laughs> they only just needed one. They only one. needed
0: I one. I don't remember the owl. Oh, well, well. I don't even remember seeing it. Maybe owl. his scene got cut.
2: <laughs> I'm pretty sure we've done like 20 minutes on this movie. All deserve, We
0: have. It but... was needed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for taking on this, on this wild ride, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> we laughed. We cried. I cried a lot.
2: <laughs> I... So that was... We would not have that, but okay, yeah. <laughs> A
1: justified third year premiere at Stars Hollow Movie Festival.
0: Cool. After that, we would normally have fashion, but I don't know what we're going to do now. Star-Files no, and so instead of fashion, yeah. we are jumping directly into Stars Hollow Speaks, which honestly, like, how can we follow <laughs> that? You can't. Um, But we are going to try to follow it. Really hard. Uh.
2: And I believe, Sandra, you're going to kick it off. I am. I have a couple comments here from previous episodes. So first up, we have some comments that Robear left us. And this is specifically for the episode Vegetables and Dead Uncles. Dead Uncles and Vegetables. Uh, Dead yes, Uncles and you. Vegetables, That's I think. That's it. And she says, I love Rory bossing Jess around because this seems like Rory initiating a romantic interest in a natural way to her. There were many first relationship fails, like making Dean read her story. Why? With Dean, she'd been really awkward and uncertain, and she never really gained confidence in herself. She wants to change her relationship with Dean and be herself at authentically but dean doesn't get that that that's what she's doing he doesn't get her humor or her bossy behavior yeah i mean we kind of were on the side of this is when she starts emotionally cheating but honestly you can debate it yeah (laughs) it could be last episode it could be the episode beforehand she and jess were towing the line let's say
1: I'd say mm-hmm. in the car is the is the final moment where you can no longer debate whether she is or not.
2: Yes. That's like the nail
1: in the coffin.
2: I agree. And then another one from Robert, and this one is on our previous episode, Back in the Saddle Again, where she actually lets us in on a little thing about Rory and Dean. Because we kind of, when Rory and Dean were having their little argument and she says, what's the point of going we kind of harpered on that. I'm like, what's the point, right? Well, Robert says, about Rory being mean, in my opinion, this is either bad writing, possible, or genius writing, also possible. Dean asked specifically, you can't look up between nihilistic theories and her response is a nihilistic joke. What's the point? So if Dean understood nihilism and is still hurt, he was already hurt to begin with and the joke was another hit he wasn't expecting do you think so it is quite possible she was making a nihilistic joke and we just didn't get it and neither did dean mm-hmm. <laughs> it's totally possible we're just not nihilistic people <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i've i've never read nihilistic theory so i'm just glad we can all agree that roy was not being nice
2: yeah i yes but someone else actually mentioned that as well Yes. Uh, we also
1: got messages from Lisa. Uh, she says, A random thought, more on nihilistic theory. I always took Rory's what's-the-point remark to Dean's softball game as a poorly timed and landed philosophy joke, which which early first season Dean absolutely would have gotten. That said, Rory's behavior to him, that episode, was pretty awful.
2: Yeah, so apparently this is a joke we just didn't get. So, our apologies. <laughs> <laughs> Not not our first, (laughs) won't be our last. last. Yeah. There's tons of
1: references and jokes in this whole show that we need people to to (laughs) let let us know know what they're (laughs) for. But Lisa did also say about this episode, I honestly skip a lot of it. So much of it gives me secondhand cringe. However, Rory's conversation with Jess has some get real and vulnerable moments for them both. This would have been a great point for Rory to really start thinking about why she wanted to be a journalist and if that was right for her travel book writer or blogger would have been better suited and she still could see the world yeah hard agree there Mm-hmm. and yeah. i know sandra you mentioned it that was kind of the maybe she should have started thinking about her her goals at that based on that conversation mm-hmm. she does continue and random aside this car is only ever used as a plot device we see it like three times and never worry just driving around in it why is she still taking the bus to school? I forget she has a car until Richard yells about it and then forgets, and then forget again until it gets totaled.
2: I mean, that's totally fair. I, yep. I don't remember if she takes the bus or not, but I do remember yeah. that in the episode where they have the, the group project, she has to get mm-hmm. a ride from Chip. She has a car. Oh, yeah. So then she would have ridden the bus because otherwise she could have driven the car. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because huh. she's getting a ride
1: from
2: school. You're totally right, Lisa. They're just using it as a plot device. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <sighs>
0: um, and we also did get a message from Ninja Slayer Girl. And she said about this episode, Obviously it doesn't end well, but I love so much about this episode for Rory and Jess's relationship. The flirting and Jess opening up about his childhood more to Rory Jess and Rory believing in each other and just supporting Rory's journalism dreams. I agree. There's definitely some like positive growth mm-hmm. in this episode, and it definitely doesn't end well. But I just like to think what if Rory and Dean had broken up an episode ago, two yeah. episodes ago? This would be incredible progress to watch them make without the hints of cheating. So I agree. Definitely agree. And we have an exciting little kind of Stars Hollow Speaks thing to share, but we thought we'd lump it in here. Um, We were reached out to by the publishers of the official Gilmore Girls cookbook, and they sent us a copy to review. So we're kind of influencers now. (laughs) We're kind of a Um, big deal. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but we did receive this book. Um I have it here with me in Portland. It is a big beautiful hardcover book. Um I have flipped through and I've flagged all of the recipes that I want to try. Um and I think it could be fun for us as we go throughout this seasons if there's an episode that matches up with an episode in the book, maybe we'll try it. Who knows? The book comes out on the 10th, so a little bit after this episode, but it looks like a lot of fun. It's the official Gilmore Girls cookbook. And big thank you to the publisher, Simon & Schuster, for sending it to us. I definitely want to try some stuff like
2: that. <laughs> Me I too. don't know what yeah.
0: yet. I am so excited. There's a recipe in here for Founder's Day Punch. Ooh. Oh, God. Yeah. We might have to make a night of it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> that should be an episode. Just us drinking Founder's Day Punch and watching The
3: Yearling.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. But yeah, that brings us to coffee, which I'm actually going to ignore this week and going to bring back next week, which actually just kind of brings us to the end of the episode.
0: (sighs) We only talked about half of an episode, but it was a doozy.
2: (laughs) I, um, we got differing opinions. Some people say that they really love this episode. Some people say that they skipped through it. What about you guys?
0: I mean, I think I said at the beginning, I'm. I'm surprised by how both big and small this episode is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because obviously, if you don't have a hilarious run through of the yearly <laughs> in the first <laughs> half like we did, a lot of this episode is kind of like a mashed up blur, right? Yeah. There's this whole subplot with the movies that's kind of nothing. Yeah. And then, boom, the events of next episode or next podcast episode happen.
2: Because honestly, all of the movie stuff could have just been cut. Yeah. The whole film festival thing, I just, I forgot about.
0: I remember a film by Kirk. I will never in my life forget, forget. a film by Kirk. <laughs> forget about that. But <laughs> I i could not have told you that these two things were in the same episode.
2: Yeah. Um, I like this episode, but I like it because of Jess and Rory. I also hate this episode because of Luke and Lorelai, but we'll talk about that next time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But until then, thank you for listening and joining us i was sandra
0: i was emily and i was jess and we'll see you in the next half yeah bye bye bye
2: thank you so much for listening as always you can reach us on instagram at town meeting pod or email us at townmeetingpod at gmail.com and now you can support us at buymeacoffee.com slash town meeting hope you guys enjoyed bye